This is Ravens Uncensored, where we talk all things Baltimore Ravens, giving you our uncensored takes on player news, rumors, and upcoming games. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Blake Ramey. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ravens Uncensored. I am your host, Bob Miller. You can follow me on Twitter at DynastyProBob, and I have Blake Ramey here with us. You can follow him at Hoodie Ramey. Blake, Ramey, how we doing, man? I am doing really good. Just waiting for this free agency start, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just waiting yeah. for really anything to happen, to be honest. <laughs> well, we've we've had a little bit of drama, you know, we've yeah, had a little bit of going good on happen, there. Something good. Yeah, yeah, we've had a little bit going on, but um, yeah, I'm super, super excited to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. There's going to be a, a shit ton of talent that's going to get cut. Um, there's going to be a lot of players out there, and they're going to have to settle. Um, I have a real, real <laughs> strong feeling they're going to have to settle for one year, kind of prove it deals until the, the, the cap jumps back up next year to where they can, I don't know, really uh, cash out, you know, and and. and get that bigger contract but there's gonna be a lot of surprising deals which i think benefits the ravens a lot you know a lot of guys like to come to baltimore and play and you know like Clowney wanted to come here last year and uh you know kind of i want to say build those stats and then boom cash out this year uh, obviously didn't work um you know DeCosta was trying to pull some shit there and uh, make it happen but it didn't uh NFL stepped in there and wouldn't let it go down, but uh, whatever, you know, that, right. that is what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, I'm really, really excited about what's what's coming up with the cap and everything. And uh, you know, we've not had any uh, shortage of drama uh, to say <sighs> the least. No, we have not. It's been a it's been a very hectic week. And it started with the um, the Willie Sneed tweet came first, I believe, and then I mean, I thought it couldn't really get any worse than that, and then. Matt Judon's threatening to leak pictures of our team reporter in a in a club, but I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely really been interesting. Judon is, I mean, as every Ravens fan really knows, he has a lot of personality. And he really, he doesn't shy away from um, the spotlight. So, I no, and and and, right now, but. and 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 as much as I like Matt Judon, he's catching a lot of shit right now. He's getting yeah, a lot yeah. of hate, um, which. Listen, I you know I'm I'm kind of particular about him leaking those photos because I've got news to everyone. That's not Jameson Hensley in those photos. That's indeed, <laughs> that's that's actually me. Uh, you know, I uh, he caught me at the titty bar. I am uh, you know caught red-handed. I frequent it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking around anyway. But yeah, uh, Jameson Hensley doesn't seem like the uh, the strip strip club type. But you know, that's for another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I you you talk about stick out like a sore thumb. He would look the most he would be the most awkward looking dude in a in a strip club that I've ever seen. And I've been to a couple, okay? I've been there and I've seen some really awkward fucking guys. Uh because in all honesty, about half the people that go to strip strip bars are are awkward fucking guys that can't get, <laughs> that can't get a woman, you know? So it's it's kind of sad. I I don't enjoy it for the most part, and, you know, about the only yeah. place you can't enjoy it maybe if you hit hit up Vegas or something, which you know. I have. I so. feel I do feel bad for Judon, though. and you know, you know, as you said, he's been getting a lot of flag from fans, and I guess rightfully so, especially considering he's not on the team anymore, right, or as of now. But it's the second time this offseason that a false report has 
come out about him. And you know how fans get when they see a player of his... Judon, especially, just because... I mean, he's already getting $17 million a year annually. Or not annually, he's on his franchise tag. And people mm-hmm. don't even think he's worth that. So when someone sees that he turned down a deal for $16.5 million for four years, or a uh, long term, should I say? Yeah. yeah. People start to get to the in his comments and coming in his Twitch stream and all... His all of his social media is saying stuff like greedy, you're a bum, stuff like that. So I really don't think. I mean, could he have handled it better? Absolutely. But I have to have some empathy for this guy and understand his frustration. And I don't really think. I mean, Jamison definitely deserves to take some some blame, and so does Judon. I mean, they're both adults and they could have handled it a lot better. But I mean, the fans are the ones that really I think stirred the pot. I mean, you know how people are. I really don't think it would have escalated to this. Uh, the point it got to if people weren't calling Judon a bum and he wasn't facing all this backlash but you know I mean he got back on Twitter just to defend himself oh dude he was up early too I saw his Instagram story that he posted (laughs) he was up at like 6am like he was not playing around yeah he was was just like fuck this I'm not messing around with this anymore man I'm tired of reading this seeing this you know Tyus Bowser got on on Twitter and says man he and the guy you're referring to isn't even on here to defend himself for for you know and so yeah, I get it. You know, the fans, when I saw that, 16 and a half mil, he turned that shit down? What? what? You know, I, I was I was upset. I was like, yeah, I'm, I was glad that maybe we didn't sign him for that, to be 100% honest. Um, and then, you know, these reports that he's seeking 20 million and all this stuff. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, who knows what the what the real truth is, but uh, Judon came out and said, nah, that that's not true. And, and I... I don't know if the Ravens would have offered him that kind of money, but, uh, you know, you know I don't, it's, I don't it's run the It's interesting you say that because you're, I know you're familiar with uh, Jason looking for his name. Mm. His name oh, yeah, listen to him every day. So he said on radio apparently, I think it was, I don't know what day it was, but it was the other day. I saw it on my Twitter last night, and I really couldn't believe it when I saw it. And you know how he, he can get a little wishy-washy with some of his reports. He's not 100% accurate. Really, nobody is. But he was talking about how the Ravens are so attached to Judon and they're so interested in him. It really wouldn't surprise him. He, it was along the lines of that. I don't have the exact quote, but apparently he was talking about the Ravens potentially franchise tagging Judon for 20 mil. That, that would be his franchise tag, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I would be irate, I'm not going to lie. I want Judon back if we could make it work, but I just don't think we're in a situation to be doing that. But um, yeah, that was just something. Would that you I be saw. opposed to you know tagging and trading him like a tag and trade? Um, it depends on the return. I don't really know how much of a return you're getting out of a player like Judon, who's going to be 29. And I feel like I mean we've mentioned this on very um, on many podcasts. I just we both agreed that his best years are behind him. Mm-hmm. Right when usually uh, just, it, it depends. It definitely depends on the, the type of player. But usually when a pass rusher is 29, their best years are behind them, and they don't get much better as they age. I mean, Calais Campbell, I think, has gotten better as he's gotten older. Um, there's a lot of other – like, Doomerville has had some really good seasons as an old, older dude. But I, I don't see the same for Judon. I, I really – Well, Judon yeah. was never Judon was never elite. And and I don't right. mean anything bad by it because I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Matthew Judon fan. I, I was a fan of his uh, – 
you know, from, from when he was drafted. And, and I remember getting on like Facebook and chatting with him, uh, right after he was drafted, dude, I had his, I've got his fucking phone number in, you know, for, you know, in my phone, you know, from texting, uh, way back in the day, but I've always Very been a fan. Dude. Yeah. I, I, I've been a fan of his, uh, since day one, but here's the thing, like, you know, we, we kind of say his best years are behind him, but I don't know. I kind of, I think he was a little bit of a late bloomer. He's never going to be an elite, you know, sack guy. He's never going to have 15 sacks. He's probably, he, he probably will never, you know, get to 10. Um, but he does a lot of other things very, very well. He sets the edge. He's a great tackler. He puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. You know, we've talked about this a lot, you know, in in, in previous shows where, you know, these teams see the impact you have on the plays. You might be rushing a quarterback. You might be hurrying up the quarterback, you know, causing, you know, disrupting things. You may not get that sack, but you're impacting the play uh, some sort of way. And he's that guy. And, and the same thing goes for someone like Jadavian Clowney. He's never had those elite sack numbers, but he's a damn good they, all-around player. They are uh, both very similar players. I like that you made that comparison. Really yeah, like yeah, that. they they both very much are. But I will say this as much as I would like to see Yannick Gok, uh, Ngakwe kind of stay. I think that Ngakwe, I, I think Yannick's just, uh, he's limited. He can, he's not a good, he can't set the edge. He's not good against the run. Um, very good pass rusher. And he, you know, he's quick. He's got great burst. Um, and, you know, that's that's his specialty. He is get after the quarterback type of guy. He is a, He's just tunnel vision. And, and that's all that he wants. He, I don't know how much he really works on his all-around game, but someone like Judon, I believe, is a better all-around player to have on your defense so uh but you know getting back you know getting back to this drama with with him and and Jameson um yeah they could have handled it a little bit differently he was pissed he was pissed he didn't uh he didn't do anything really inappropriate he just called a dude out man he just called just called his ass out for for false reporting that shit and Jameson tried to be cool about it you know but Judon was still pissed because he's reading all these comments of everybody calling him greedy and overrated and everything and i don't care who you are that's going to piss you off um but the strip club comment probably that 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 was crossing the line in in a in in my opinion but um whatever man i don't give a shit i honestly don't don't regardless he's either going to be here in august and then we're just gonna we're all going to forget about it eventually and it's going to be um I mean, we're all just going to look back and laugh. I mean, some of us are laughing at it now. I mean, it really is a funny situation, to be honest with you. But um, it does suck to see, especially if he does leave now, him to go out like this. You know what I mean? Because regardless, Judon, he's been lover. You either love him or you hate him. You know what I mean? And it's been that way for the past couple of years just because he's so humorous. He kind of p- plays with the, the fans' emotions a little bit. Oh, yeah. But he's at the end of the day all football aside he's been a super likable guy he's done a lot for the team and i'll really support him as a player wherever he goes in his career to be honest i just don't want i i don't want to see him be like the guy that wants to play against the ravens because he has hard feelings against us you know I, oh that's an, you know what i mean and i was actually thinking about that last night it's funny you say that because that would be if he does leave it's going to be a very interesting homecoming game i'll say that 
Yeah, so, you know, I, I wish him the best. I, I personally don't see him coming back next year. Um, I don't either. I, I don't. I think he's going to get some decent money somewhere, and, um, you know, I wish him the best of luck. Uh, be 100% honest with you. It's so, just uh, one of those years, like, I mean, going back to um, Unique, like you said, like, I could see them really both back if we were flexible with our money, but it's just not it's not one of those years, you know what I mean? Like you said, it's one of those years where it's an unusual one. We've never really seen this before. The cap's kind of undetermined right now. We don't even know the final number, but we're not in a situation to bring one of them back, let alone both of them. So one of them's got to go. Um, I think John Harbaugh has a really strong attachment to Junon. So I think regardless if one of them's leaving, it's for sure unique. I That's... You know, I actually had a lot of hope for him when he got here, just because he's so young. Oh, we all did. Him. We wanted we him did. so bad. I remember the day we traded for Unique. I didn't even know you texted me, and you were like, "We got him. We got him." And I'm like, "What the what the fuck, man? What 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 the hell?" I'm like, you know, diving into my phone trying to figure out <laughs> what happened there. So it was uh, it it was awesome. But it, you know, that is the thing. If if they if they franchise one of these two guys you know judon in my opinion is the better all-around player but if you franchise him a second time i mean i think that goes up another 20 20 percent and yeah you're gonna be right there at about 20 mil but if you franchise in gawkway you're paying like 15.4 he's by far the better pass rusher But he's got holes everywhere else where Judon is just solid as hell all the way around. Well, and but it's it costs one of those things money. like Unique, they're both good pass rushers. I, I, again, I think Unique is a better one. But is he to the point where he's that much better than Judon for you to keep him? You know what I mean? So I, I think it's one of those things where you just got to cut them both loose and go back to the old-fashioned Ravens way and try to just plug people in and make it work. Yeah, I'm just been hoping that Jalen Ferguson would have stepped it up a little bit, and 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 he's been okay. But if we can re-sign, you know, Tyus Bowser and bring back, you know, and, and maybe grab another pass rusher, which you know we can talk about in a little bit. Um, yeah, I would like to see some of that. But uh, as far as bringing Judon back, I just don't think uh, if I'm running the Ravens, it's just not fitting in my budget um, to to drop twenty mil to bring him back. And to be honest with you, with Ngakwe, I don't know if I would want to kick out 15 to bring him back for a year. Uh, and, and and I thought I'd never say that. I mean, I was super, super psyched, you know, to I have didn't him. Either. I didn't either. It really it, does disappoint me. And you always got to admit when you're wrong, especially when it comes to sports, because we all have those takes that were wrong. And you just got to admit it. You know what I mean? And I don't want to... As a team, I don't want us to get desperate and just bring Unique back because we don't really have any other option. But I, honestly, again, we'll get to it later. But I think there are a lot of other good options out there. Yeah, yeah, and and here's the thing, you know, it's so weird as we, you know, we're praised to have this crazy good defense every year, year in and year out. We have this awesome defense, but it's kind of like we never really have like this elite sack guy. You know, we don't have that that dude that's you know flirting with 15 sacks a season. I mean, you know, when we had T-Sizzle, we had that, but that's really about it. Someone said it's the, uh, someone made a really funny post, actually. It was like the Ravens pass rush, or pass rush formula. It's like, uh, 
it's along the lines of just develop or developing them and just not re-signing them to a long like extension. I mean, the only one that I can really think of is probably Suggs. I mean, again, we brought back Judon, but like you said, Judon's not flirting with like 15 sacks. But man, I don't want to get stuck on this because I could talk about it for hours. But Zadarius Smith will always be that one that got away, and we just got to live with oh, that. You know what I mean? That burns you up, man. He's your. Oh, it, yeah. He's my dude. Oh that, my that's god, your, that's your boo right there, man. It does and, suck just because when you and how can it not like when you're seeing it in the like week fourteen, week thirteen when Judon or not Judon, sorry, Zedarius Smith is a, a top three sack guy. Like it just burns you inside knowing that that could have been you, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad to see him succeed, but I'm happy for him. I'm absolutely. happy for him. Yeah. So you know you you, you were talking about some 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 tweets by like Willie Sneed and Des Bryant and you know and some of the stuff in the past with Hollywood. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, Des and Hollywood like we've known, like they've spoken out on this before. It's nothing really new. But you know, I got to say Willie Sneed did kind of surprise me, you know what I mean? Just because he's so reserved. He doesn't really seem like a guy who's He's just kind of along for the ride, you know what I mean? He, he doesn't really seem like he'll speak up. And, and the fact that he spoke up, and I, he again, he didn't make any direct shots, but I mean, you got to take it for what it is. And he called out the offensive system. And I, I everyone's been thinking this. Like, this is nothing new. No. Like, it's, I mean, all the fans really know what's going on. It was just a matter of, I mean, that's th- this is three receivers now that have spoken up on this. So I think the Ravens have made some moves to address it. Um, and I think they're, receivers like that i mean i don't know if ravens fans have watched this but i really encourage you guys to go watch keith williams and t martin both of who are our new coaches um one keith williams is the new passing game coordinator and t martin is replacing david cully as the wide receiver coach they just did two uh interviews and they're great like there's really nothing to like not love about them like they're both you know for a coach for anybody who's ever played football really just any organized sport having a coach that is a, a good one and you I mean you're lucky to have a good coach like that you know what i mean and you really can't teach good coaching so i really think they're going to have a great impact on this receiving core but i i think it's hey hang on one second did t martin coach juju yes he did yes he did at usc i believe he did and yeah. nelson Aguilar. Yeah, because he was – yeah, I remember. I'm a T. Martin guy, and I, th- I think I told you, you know, T. Martin – I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, you know, legitimately probably about 10 minutes from the University of Tennessee uh, campus. And, you know, T. Martin won a uh, national championship for uh, for the University of Tennessee the year after Peyton Manning graduated and went to the NFL, which was kind of wild. I mean, everyone thought that, that Tennessee was just – going to be a joke that year you know we lost Peyton Manning and oh god they're going to be awful and then we go and win the national championship now it was a it's a little funky the way we did it but regardless uh Tennessee did do that it was a crazy good year T Martin was a neighbor of mine I lived in an apartment complex at the time and he lived a few doors down from me me and him would go uh mountain biking he was kind of a really quiet guy um a lot of the players would go out and have a good time and we would go we'd swim at the 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 swimming pool at the apartments and have a have a really good time but T never did that man he had this girlfriend and he was kind of like really stuck up you know with her and didn't go party with any of the fellas i guess maybe she kept him on a tight leash or something but uh 
regardless, he was just a, he was a cool dude, but just real real quiet. rode his rode his bike around the neighborhood quite a bit and uh, just kind of kept to himself. But he's done very very well uh, as far as coaching goes. Um, and he just left the University of Tennessee. A lot of people saw him possibly being the the kind of the next head coach of the uh, of Tennessee. Just didn't work out, you know. Some, a lot of drama going on uh, through here the last couple of seasons. So uh, I'm really really psyched to see him part of the coaching staff uh, there in Baltimore. I think he's uh, he's got some fresh ideas and um, it just like I said, you know, he's worked with some receivers out there that just happened to be free agents this offseason. So um, excited. But I, I'll be honest, what you mentioned Keith Williams a, f- a few minutes ago. I'm probably more excited about that, and I think you are too. Oh, I mean, like going back to what you said about T. Martin, even his son is uh, actually entering the draft this year. His son is Amari Rogers out of uh, Clemson, so he's like a mid-round receiver, and he was talking about that in the interview. Um, again, just go watch that. They're both really good interviews. But he was talking about it would be a dream come true to finally coach his son. Like he's, I mean, he grew up obviously watching him play football, but he's never had the chance to actually coach him. So that would always be cool. But I mean, even Keith Williams has had the opportunity to go. I mean, they both of them. The the laundry list of receivers that they have both trained. I mean, Keith Williams. I don't think it gets much better than this, to be honest. Devonte Adams and Tyree Kill's personal trainer. I mean, that is. I mean, again, like they're both top five at what they do. Like, absolutely. And T. Martin, this is honestly the probably the best part of the interview. And I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but T. Martin, he said last year, he just bought his kids Lamar Jackson jerseys, which I thought was hilarious. Especially, I mean, his he's a big fan. He said it's over his kids. So, I just they they these interviews they get you so fired up, and they ask them constantly. uh you know Garrett Downey for the Ravens. Everybody does. Oh yeah, he's a great interviewer. Uh, by the way, he was asking him like, "What do we expect out of this um, receiving core?" And honestly, I like held my breath when I when I hear this. Obviously, he's not gonna sit there and bash him or anything. But he he was talking about how they're just gonna play hard, and he's really just gonna try to unlock the potential of these guys. And honestly, I think if there's anybody that can do it, it's gonna be these two. Like, they're a uh, they're going to come in here again, like what you said, touching on the, the fresh ideas. They both have fresh ideas, and they're both great coaches. And I think they both, not just with the Ravens, have bright futures in this league. They've got respect, especially Keith Williams. Um, so I, I think that the receivers will be very open-minded and, and listen to what he has to, to say and what he has to offer. So very, very, uh, very excited about that. Um, just can't wait to see where that goes. So. <clears throat> All right, man. Uh, what, dude? What else do we got going on this off season, man? We've got the, we've got the, 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 the free agency starts up in a couple of weeks, um, and as of right now, uh, according to Spot Track, I believe, I believe the Ravens will have just, just a little bit under thirty million in cap space, um, on an assumed uh, one hundred and eighty-five. Point five million salary cap. I mean, they've got us at twenty nine point eight six million in cap space. I like the sounds of that. I like to have about thirty mil to play with. I mean, that's good considering in a in a COVID year where people aren't even dealing with that much. But I mean, the, the salary cap again. I'm not big into it. Like, I really know squat about it. But um, I just did read that 
like Disney and the NFL are coming to an agreement on. I mean, because again, the salary cap is based on like league revenue, obviously. So um, apparently, like there's a they're trying to reach a deal. I, I think that's why there's such a holdup with the final number. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, if they can reach this deal, I mean, the deal's worth up to two point six billion per year. So I mean, that could launch this number up. I really don't know how high it can go. But again. The free agency obviously starts in two weeks. I believe March fifteenth is the, the when the tampering period begins, and you can finally just negotiate. Yeah. Set the seventeenth is when you can actually sign. Man, we are such an interesting team, and I say that because we, we obviously have so much talent around the field. We uh, we could have one of arguably the a top ten player in the league at several positions, and yet again we have so many holes like. I think as a, I mean, Eric DaCosta as a general manager, it really doesn't get better than what he's been able to accomplish thus far. But, I mean, it's not really an ideal situation for for you to only have one pass rusher under contract, and that being one who is unproven as of now, but there's a lot of adversity for this front office, and I'm very interested to see how they attack it. You know what I mean? That's... That's really where I'm at. And obviously, I have a lot of faith because there's a lot of GMs in this league that, you know, I'm glad aren't mine. And Eric DeCosta is one of those guys who I'll put full faith in, and that will be that. But there's definitely a lot to complete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DeCosta is kind of a proactive guy and not a reactive guy. He's always, he seems like he's coming up with new ways to make moves happen. Um, like he's one step ahead of a lot of GMs out there. Absolutely. Um, and I really like the way he was thinking. Just like last year when we were trying to acquire, uh, you know, we were kind of up against the cap. We really didn't have that much room. We didn't have enough room to sign Jadavian Clowney, but he wanted to come here. He wanted to go to Baltimore. So, I mean, remember DaCosta had that, that deal worked out with Jacksonville where Jacksonville signed, would sign uh, Jadavian Clowney and then trade him to Baltimore um, for a pick. So essentially it was going to put Clowney in our, fit him in our salary cap, and giving a pick to Jacksonville by doing it. Basically Jacksonville was going to be buying a draft pick from us. Um, and the NFL stepped in and stopped that. I, and, and I don't know how cool I am with that or not, because I see both sides of it. Like as a fan, I wanted to see DaCosta kind of get away with, with making a move like that happen. But gosh, that would have opened a whole can of worms for this NFL. I mean, for the, that could have just been just crazy to think, you know, it'd been, you know how the NBA does these damn sign and trade deals. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the NFL, that's what I was actually about to say. That's funny. You said that read my mind over here, but, the NFL, it was like that we were trying to follow suit with the NBA, like with all the tagging trades and yeah. I mean, all like the crazy trades that go on. And even when you see uh, guys like Orlando Brown requesting trades and Deshaun Watson, like it's really starting to, I mean, Russell Wilson now. But um, I, he's, again, he's a creative guy and he's really starting to build that reputation. Like I was going through um, the, Vi- I think it was Vikings fans. Yeah, Vikings fans comments. Because I mean, we've, really fleeced them I believe twice it was the Vedvik deal where we turned a, a <laughs> yeah. fifth into a kicker yeah. and then you know the unique trade at the time I think looking at it now it wasn't as good of a deal as we thought but again I mean, we're going to get the picks back so I mean it really was a good deal but someone was saying um, 
that the Vikings should be in the market for Orlando Brown. And some guy was like, you really want to put um, Spielman back on the phone with DaCosta? Let's not do that. So he's building that reputation where he's starting to – and, again, he has so many connections around the league, and I like that. I do, I do really like that. And he, again, he's active, and throughout the season, we always hear these little reports like Zach Ertz last year, mm-hmm. um, Thielen was one. So he never stopped. I mean, the one that really will always sting the most for me was uh, D Hop before the draft last year. Oh, that will forever sting. But I, I, oh. at, least I know, at least I know he's trying. You know what I mean? I was and, thinking about that. It's so funny. You know, you were saying it's funny that you brought that up, and it's funny that you brought this up. But I have to say, it's funny that you brought up Hopkins. I was thinking of that shit when I was driving home from work today. Like, I was driving home from work this evening, and I don't know. Maybe I was thinking about some stuff to talk about with tonight's show. I really don't know. I was just thinking about these scenarios. And that that one, gosh almighty, just the thought of having Hopkins on this team. Oh, man. Could have happened. We we have been so close to so many good receivers for the longest time. We'll get there. We'll get there one day. I mean, I remember <laughs> the um the two that really come to mind as of late are I mean the Thielen one. I don't really know how close we were on that, but the D Hop one. I mean that sounded like they got in really advanced negotiation or yes. negotiations. But um the Jarvis Landry one, like that. I believe that was like twenty. That was when he was on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like this was because obviously you're not going to do an interdivision trade with us. But um, yeah, the Dolphins. We almost got him from there, which would have been sweet. But you know, we're really just looking for that guy to come in, and I don't know when it's going to happen. I hope this off season. But um, so yeah, man. Let, let me ask you: are, are there any cuts? I mean, I put together a few cuts I'd like to see happen, and maybe some restructures. You know, like I said, we're sitting. Let's just say we're right at about twenty nine point eight six. A million in space right now. Are there any guys that stick out to you that maybe you would go ahead and and release to save some money, or some guys that you would maybe try to restructure? Anything come to mind? Um, restructures. I think I would look at um, one guy that really does come to mind, and I don't believe he was restructured yet. I let me just google but i don't marcus peters i don't think he restructured quite yet but i um, want to say that i think he did i'm not too sure he might have but if if he already did he he could have did he um i think that peters did uh this i i want to say it might have been been you know in the season uh, even I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but for some reason that that just sticks out like that if, did. Happen. If he didn't, I I would like him to. Absolutely. But um, again, I I do like the idea of maybe restructuring a guy like I, you put it on here, uh, Ronnie Stanley. That would make sense to me. Um, Marlon Humphrey could make sense to me. I mean, because at the end of the day, you're gonna pay these guys. It's just a matter of when you're gonna pay them. I know the Packers just they just a very similar deal to what they did with uh, Bakhtiari over there. They converted his seven million from his salary to his signing bonus. So, I mean, that frees up seven million right there. So, I mean, DeCosta is going to find um, a plethora of ways to free this cap. I don't know how he's going to do it. Um, I mean, I think there's many ways you can look. I mean, Tavon Young would make sense, or that could be a release actually. But I, doubt I would probably, yeah. You you brought up Tavon Young. That's a guy that I would think I would cut. And in 
<clears throat> we've got some pretty decent depth at at corner, but as much as I hate to see him go, I mean he's he he can't stay on the field, and uh, he's been just I, I you can call it just bad luck, whatever it is, but it's a business, and we have to free up some money, and we you know it, cutting him will save us three point three million, and that you know that's not bad. I mean, that's 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 some decent money. Like, I wouldn't cut him just off the bat just to cut, but, you know, we get down the road and we need an extra three mil to make maybe a big-time move. I have a right. feeling he could be gone. It's really conditional, to be honest with you. I, I believe we did restructure with him at some point this past year. I think it was November. I yeah, that you know what? He's the one we restructured. I was thinking it was Peters. I think I'm thinking Tavon. My bad. P- no, I mean Peters. I wouldn't blame you for thinking that because he's been one guy who, I think fans have been really calling for a restructure for a while because it it really just does make sense, especially after a year like last year where he didn't do a lot of work necessarily. But um, Tavon, you Tavon, yeah, that that. It's a guy who you kind of forgets on the team sometimes, which really does suck because he's so talented. But, um, you know, I don't see it happening, a release. I guess it really just depends what he looks like when camp comes around. But yeah, just because we're lacking corner depth so much already, I think they're just going to put trust in him for one more year. But, I mean, I think he might even – I don't know when his contract is. He, I know he signed a three-year, I think it was along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years ago, so I think his contract may be up after this season. But, oh, man, if he could stay on that field fully healthy, I mean, that could make the world's different difference for this team, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would keep him on the team for now, but if there's something down the road here in free agency where we need to clear up some room, his ass is gone. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, in my book. Same thing with LJ Fort. I think that's definitely someone I would look to, to release. That'll free up 2.25 mil. Um we were t- not, yeah, his days are numbered for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, there's some guys, uh, restructures that I'd like to see. You, we can, we can go ahead and restructure Ronnie Stanley, and and that'll free up another five point two million by doing that. So yeah, that makes sense. That listen, makes I mean, sense. you you restructure, you can restructure Brandon Williams, uh, and I believe you can save like four or five million by restructuring him. So you could legitimately restructure Brandon Williams. Ronnie Stanley, cut, possibly cut Tavon Young, definitely cut L.J. Fort, and you know right there's about fifteen mil. So now we're looking at about uh, forty-five million in cap space. Oh. I, I think. Oh, I I mean, I think even you could do stuff like this. Like, you could look at a contract extension for guys like. Bozeman, that would make sense. Uh, Deshaun yep. Elliott would make sense. I mean, if you both if you do both of those, you save a million each. Which, I mean, especially in a year like this, again, every amount of cap space matters. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm really in both of those guys for extensions do make sense because they both really had solid years last year. Where, I mean, you want to bring them back for sure. But um, another guy who I think could create an ex- or I don't know how much cap space it would create. But an extension, especially now because of Orlando's trade or potential trade, Mark Andrews. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, that extension could make sense. Um, what What do you think? I mean, wh- what could you see? I, I put it on our – I put some ideas out there on our Instagram page over at Ravens Authentic on uh, on Instagram. And, and, and I put 
Mark Andrews at like a four-year, $46 million deal. Do you think, I mean, do you think that would get, what is that, about 11 and a half mil per season? I mean, do you think that'd get it done? I mean, he's one of those players, like, he's Lamar's best target, so you definitely want to bring him back. I don't think he makes more than, he's definitely going to be paid among the top tight ends. Um, I got to see, who's the highest paid? I'm assuming it's Kelsey. I would imagine it's got to be tight end. I, I, I think Kittle got broke money. off something pretty nice yeah, too, could, though. Oh yeah, he definitely got some. Um, the highest paid tight end entering twenty. Mm. Oh, it's actually it's Kittle. actually dude from uh from Cleveland. Oh, is it Hooper? It's Austin Hooper. I believe he signed the largest. Shut up. I think he signed the largest contract in tight end. You know, for a tight end in NFL history, if I'm not mistaken. For- yep. Oh my God! I think he got a big old fat ass contract. George tonight. makes fifteen annually. Travis makes fourteen point three, makes sense. Hunter Henry makes ten point six. Hooper makes ten point five. Okay, then. So yeah. I mean, he's still up there. He's. I think he was up there but, until uh, the other guys got. I mean, if you Andrews is better than Hooper, I Absolutely. think he's better than Henry. I think that's. Yep. I think Henry's closer than Hooper, but I, I think he definitely would get paid. So I think 11 annually makes sense. 11, 12. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, it's a love-hate relationship with Andrews especially because he's hot and cold, if that makes sense. He's either really good or sometimes he looks horrible. But, you know, I, I think I have a lot of hope for him especially because when players are coming into the league, and one player that I can remember that had drop issues um, big time was Tony Gonzalez early in his career. But and I, I think Andrews will, you know, his hands can be disappearing on the field at times. Yeah. But I think he, he's a no-brainer, especially with Orlando, again, like I said, potentially leaving. I, I think everyone's debate was Orlando or Mark. Who are you going to bring back? Because it's going to come that time when everyone has to get their payday. Who do you bring back? Because it probably won't be the both of them. So uh, I, Andrews is kind of setting for setting up for his deal here shortly. So um, oh yeah. So you know, yeah, I, yeah. I I think that's a perfect opportunity to restructure him, and then you really, really got to start kind of thinking about Lamar. I mean, obviously they're looking at that already, but um, yeah, they got to dive a little deeper into if that. If you give Andrews an extension, it gives two million dollars extra. There you go. So, I mean, it's it's all worth it. If we really do all those moves, I, I think we're working around, like, like what is it, the 45 mil, 50 mil? Yeah, that I range mean, we're looking at, you know, between 40, you know, 45, 46, 47-ish. Um, you know, listen, this is wishful thinking, but this is all really, really uh, very I mean, easily sense. achievable. And then you get... Um, this is a really weird situation because not everyone's dealing with this, but the Earl Thomas grievance. Yes. I don't think there's been an official ruling, but I think we can still get like a good six mil. Ten. 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 Yeah, I know yeah like he gets ten million. I mean, that's the thing with him. He he has a ten million guaranteed salary uh, for this upcoming season. So if we can win that dispute, we get ten million. In- <laughs> there's I- ten right there. And again, I don't know how the NFL looks at this stuff. I know a lot of uh, weird things can happen, but just based off the situation, like there was nothing. Like, and don't get me wrong, because 
I'm an Earl Thomas guy. Like, I know I'm a Ravens fan till I die, but Earl Thomas was my dude. Like, I really didn't even want to see him let go. But, um, I mean, I was trying to defend him or trying to find a way to defend him. You couldn't. You know what I mean? No. Because he was just – he was detrimental. Like, that's what he got released for, like, detrimental conduct. But, I mean, he was. So I saw it – I mean, I saw it firsthand. I mean, you know, I've been to, you know, quite a few Ravens games lately. And, you know, over the last couple of years, and I'm seeing these guys, they're blowing out these teams. And, and, and the guys on the sidelines are having a good time. Uh, I'll never forget the Cincinnati game from a couple of years ago when – you know, Lamar made that crazy-ass spin move and, uh, you know, broke it for the touchdown. That was like kind of like one of his – probably his best run of the – you know, his MVP season. And and the guys on the sidelines – I mean, we're killing the Bengals, and the guys on the sidelines are just – you know, they're having a friggin' blast. You know, that's the game Lamar had on the sunglasses right. and all of that. But here – you know, we're in the front row and, and on the Ravens side, and, and here's Earl Thomas. He's yelling – and throwing fits and and bitching at the defense, you know, when they come off the field. I mean, everyone's laughing, have a good time. I mean, we're smoking this team. He is yelling and throwing shit and getting so pissed. I mean, the dude just I think it hurt if he actually smiled. Yeah, I mean, he just I mean, the Ravens locker room is one that I mean, you got to be a real buzzkill not to get along with those guys that I mean, that would be like a Mark Ingram at that point, uh, Brandon Williams, who are just too energetic. Just it just sounds like a good time being in that locker room. But absolutely, I mean, no one throw in Judon, <laughs> right? Exactly, right. There's a list of guys, but it just seemed like no one was really vibing with him. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, it happens, and um, I hope we win that dispute. I don't really don't know when that even. I, I think it's going to be settled this offseason. I really have no clue. I hope. But um, there's Man. definitely ways that you can get this cap up. Yeah, think about that gaining another twenty million. So we're right there, you know, with 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 what we're talking here. We're playing with about forty five mil. Let's just say that on the low end. We throw another ten on there. Are you kidding me? Fifty five. Uh, I mean, no. you got to no you got to sign you got to sign your rookies. You got to we got to do our like our tenders, um, and that will eat up a little bit. But at, at, when free agency starts, we should be dealing with like. Like, I mean, around that like forty, thirty-five million range, and I don't know what DaCosta has up his sleeve. Like, there could be well, it, several it, different ways. Well, it depends it. on trades, right? Uh, I mean, that's Orlando Brown trade. You know, Orlando Brown's a perfect example. We are going to trade him, and when we do, it frees up another three million. You know, trading him's gonna is gonna free up another three. Um, so you know, every penny counts, but it oh, just sure. depends. What are we gonna get? You know, I know a lot of people have been kind of talking, you know, the kind of the big, big topics. I mean, probably the biggest Ravens topic uh, over the last couple of weeks by far has been Orlando Brown. I mean, where where do you see him going? What do, I, I know you're a big, big fan of him going to Jacksonville. Um, you know. I think that just from a football standpoint, I think Jacksonville does make the most sense. Um, I... I pissed off some Jags fans the other night because they didn't tend to agree with me but um, being a left tackle uh, a great left tackle at that a Pro Bowl left tackle I mean and people want to say Pro Bowl doesn't matter because it's fan vote it it matters I mean you you still get voted on by the the players and the coaches you get recognized so you don't take that for granted but anyways um, they were of 
Orlando Brown's not that much of an upgrade from what we already have. That is wrong. That is false. Um, I actually have a stat I posted the other day. Um, his stats at left tackle, just pass protection stats, um, 389 snaps, zero sacks, and zero QB hits. Like, does it get much better than that? But, um, I mean, it just, again, it makes the most sense because you're drafting a quarterback number one. And this isn't just any quarterback. It's been the guy who's been number one overall since he was a freshman. So what are you going to do? Especially with the trend of quarterbacks that are requesting trades because of their horrible offensive line. You have Russell Wilson who is, I mean, he won't leave, but just for sake of argument, he is, there's trade talks. And Sanford to Sean Watson. I, I don't think the offensive line is the only reason he's leaving, but it's one of them. And he's been sacked one of the, He's one of the most sacked guys in the league. Absolutely. Since he came in. So why would you not ensure protection on your blind side, Trevor Lawrence's blind side at that, with Orlando Brown? It, like, why does that not make sense? It, it, I mean, when it comes to the deal, I, I think they have a lot of picks that they're willing to trade, and that makes sense for the Ravens, that DeCosta's probably eyeing up. Um, it just depends on how much they value and. Again, I don't like to sit here and make mock trades, to be honest with you, just because I don't want to look like an idiot at the end of the day because I don't know how much um, these organizations value what they have. Like, the Jags have the 33rd pick. They have the 25th pick. And I think those are two picks that I am really interested in. And I I would think Orlando Brown's a first-round pick no-brainer. He is. He uh, is. I I would think that, but um, some people don't tend to agree. But... um, you know, and there's been a part of me that's thinking, like, will he even be traded? Oh, and, I think he will. You oh, know, yeah. I think so, too. But there's a part of me, like, if we don't get the deal that we want, like, I don't want to settle. You know what I mean? So are we just going to tell him to – I don't see it happening. I, I don't think we're going to settle and, and because there's too many teams that could use a left tackle. San Francisco's out there. My favorite trade – partner is the Chargers myself, but there are a lot of teams that can use him. Uh, there is not a chance in the world I see him being on the Ravens, you know, this 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 coming season. There's just someone is going to pay us. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to make offers and probably already have made offers. I guarantee there's been plenty of offers already. Um, but, you know, Baltimore, I think, is really just trying to get the best first round pick out of this as they can and oh, dude, that, that phone going back to what you said there's been offers that phone has been off the chain has to have been has to there's no way i mean people want to say we overrate him as fans he's a 20 gonna be 25 you're a two-time pro bowler he can play left tackle and right tackle i mean i read off his stats earlier he's about i mean as good as it gets i mean what's not to like about him like if you want to protect your quarterback, he's your guy. You know what I mean? Like guys like this don't just pop up on the market every day. Like he he's a he can protect your quarterback for the next ten years, possibly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's flexible and that and that's big for a guy. You can play left tackle and right tackle at the elite level. I mean, he's proven and this is one thing I was getting from Jags fans. They're like we have the first pick and the 25th pick and the 33rd pick. We can just go draft a tackle and not pay him for four years. Do you really want to bank on Trevor Lawrence's blind side over with a rookie? 
Like, do you want to? I mean, not every rookie is going to be Tristan Wirfs from the Bucks, who was an All Pro and Super Bowl champ. Like that. Yeah, but not... you're not going to get those tackles at with the 25th pick either. You know, right. if if you're going to get this badass studly left tackle, this uh, that guy's a top 10 pick, top 15 pick. You're not getting him. At, that's not I mean, dropping you, the 25. You, you, you get argued with, oh, it's a deep class. Well, I mean, it's going to be hit or miss, and. I mean, last year, the guy that went fourth overall, the left tackle, Andrew Thomas, from the Giants, he wasn't good this year. Like, he was not a good player this year. So, I mean, if they want to bank on their quarterback What about Isaiah Wilson? That's what what I mean. Like, is that what you want to bank on? Or do you just want to throw a pick or a couple picks aside and just get a uh, for sure? This is a sure thing. be a left tackle. Right, exactly. Exactly. And from a GM standpoint... I think it makes the most sense, and I think GMs are thinking the same thing. But, you know, who am I? I personally like, I I put it out there, Orlando Brown and a fifth-round pick. We trade uh, Orlando and a a fifth to the Chargers for the 13th pick and a third. I don't know. I I don't know if if that's just a little too much, a little too far-fetched. It could be. Um, This is one thing I've learned, and you know the same thing. You never – no trade is far-fetched because you never know who the idiot's going to be. You know what I mean? True. Last true, year true. last year we thought D-Hop was worth it all. Dude, he's definitely worth like two first-rounders. Granted, it was Bill O'Brien. But again, you never know who the idiot is going to be. So you always got to call – I mean, it's not a bad deal per se, but Stafford just went for two first-rounders. Yeah. I don't – I mean, do I think he's worth that? Absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, again, you never know who the idiot's going to be. I and mean, even the Lions, they're in those talks, asked for Aaron Donald. So I could only imagine what other GMs are asking for. I can only imagine. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. You know, I I work in sales, and and you can you can ask for the moon and just kind of come down from there. I do it for a living. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very interested in seeing the return we get back for, from him. But I'm going to tell you, there's a guy that I want to see the Ravens trade for, and I'm a big, big fan, is Zach Ertz. I want to see that deal happen. I, I, I want that that other tied in. And I know Baltimore's kind of been on the phone. They've been in the mix a little bit. I'm happy that he get, didn't he wasn't a part of that Carson Wentz deal to uh, Indianapolis. I'm pretty pretty psyched about that because you know I think Ertz is getting, uh, you know, getting some attention. He's getting some interest. Uh, what's what's uh, what's your thoughts? If we bring him on, he counts for eight point two five million. I well, think and that's that, not even and wait, that, I mean, it's not even guaranteed for him to be accounting for that much just because. I mean, the Eagles could take on some of that. I mean, that could be a part of the deal. But um, I think it makes a lot of sense, and I'm really on board for it if it happens and it makes sense. But um, I, I think Hayden Hurst was it wasn't a good pick in retrospect. Was the trade good? Absolutely. And people were mad that we got rid of him and, and thought he was one of the reasons that our offense wasn't as good as it was last year. I agree to an extent, but I don't think getting rid of Hayden Hurst was the problem. I think not replacing him was the even bigger problem. Absolutely. Especially considering Nick Boyle goes down. But, I mean, Hayden Hurst isn't a hard player to replace, if that, you know what I mean? Like, he's not one of those guys who, I mean, Hayden Hurst grows on trees. Like, you can get another Hayden Hurst. 
And Absolutely. I think if Zach Hurts or Zach Zach Hurts, yeah, Zach, Zach Hurst, <laughs> Zach Hurts plays at an elite level, like he has proven to before. I mean, I think he's way um, past his prime, but I don't see why he couldn't be good for a, a couple seasons, two, three. I mean, he has injuries, but I mean, if he can stay on the field, him and Mark Andrews could be arguably the best tandem tight end tandem in the league. I think that's fair to say. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can't and, think of any other ones that are coming to mind. I mean, maybe yeah. Howard and Gronk, but I mean, Lamar likes work in the middle of the field, and he likes having you know that comfort. And Zach Ertz, I think, would be, in my opinion, just as impactful to this offense as getting this wide receiver one that everyone wants, including myself. But I think that having if you had Zach Ertz and Mark Andrews. Oh, I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna guard that? You know, and and yeah. so yeah, I'm a big big fan. I, that's something I would like to really really see, and especially with this cap room that you and I have just created, um, extremely affordable, very much worth it. I think you know it's funny you brought up tight ends because, I mean. I think a lot of fans would agree with what you said that a tight end or adding another tight end to this roster is just as important as getting a wide receiver one. There's one guy that I'm actually really, really excited about in the draft. He's one of my favorite prospects. Um, I mean, everyone loves Kyle Pitts, but I'm a big Miami fan. And there's a guy named Brevin Jordan from uh, Miami, and he's uh-huh. a, he's a second, third round guy. But dude, he would fit in this offense great. Yeah, it, it, and I like the thoughts of, uh, of some of these tight end prospects and. You know, some of the mock drafts I've done, and, and I think next week you and I, you know, on next week's show, we're really going to dive deep into the draft and, and kind of go over that quite a bit. But <clears throat> I don't know if I really want to spend the time. Like, we're, we're in a win-now mode, and I don't know. I mean, we can draft some tight ends and develop those guys. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, Zach Ertz knows how to get open. He knows this league. He knows defense. I mean, that that guy – uh, is is would be extremely valuable, and so um, <clears throat> and and imagine just for a second if if he were to go down, or you know, heaven forbid, Mark Andrews were to say get injured and go down, then we still have an elite top tier tight end to kind of slide in there and and play that position. So I think he could be very very valuable to this team. Uh, he is certainly one of the guys I really, really want oh, in well, this offseason. And I think it's fair to say that we'll be looking his way just because the Eagles are, like, I think it's very clear that he's not going to be a Philadelphia Eagle next year. Um, I mean, they're just unloading everybody. But, um, dude, I, I couldn't even imagine that tandem. Like, again, going back to it, like, that's insane to think about because, you know, I always used to get in the argument who was better between Andrews and Ertz when Ertz was, like, at the top when he wasn't yeah. hurt. Um, and I think them coming together would be so funny, but I would love it. Because, again, I live in Pennsylvania, so a lot of the people around here are Eagles are Eagles fans. So I've always gotten in arguments, and I, I just think it would be so funny for him to be on our side. But I think I, I think it makes sense. I mean, a lot of people will get upset and disagree because he's been hurt so much and think it doesn't make sense, but why not? We definitely no, need to add I, another tight end, regardless yeah, of who it is. I, you know, there, there's going to be some guys out there, and, and, and there's dudes you can pick up via trade, but some of these guys that you can, uh, you know, uh, Evan Ingram and, and, and oh, God. Uh, 
what's his face from uh, the Chargers, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. You know, there's some guys that are going to be out there um, that are going to make some money, but I, I don't want to pay those guys. I don't want to pay for them. I think we could get Zach Ertz um, at a very good, reasonable price. I think he's making like $11 million or something this year, a little over $11 mil. Um, and then, obviously, if we were to trade for him, he would only count for about a little over eight, I think eight and a quarter uh, against our cap. So um, very affordable. That's that's the route I'd like to go. But I'll tell you, I mean, every the big, big trade I want to see happen is not going to happen, um, but something I would love to see. And everybody talks about Allen Robinson. But I've seen a lot of chatter and a lot of kind of smoke there about the Bears potentially franchising him and then trading him. Um, I am completely on board with that because if you franchise him, I believe he counts for 16.4 mil. And if you trade for him, then half of that, you're only paying him half of that if you acquire him in a trade. So you're only paying him 8.2. Think about that. Bringing on Allen Robinson for 8 mil. Man, I mean... This is what I always do. Before the years, I watch everybody talk about how much cap space we have, what we're going to be able to do. Never, I mean, last year, like, again, we were really restricted. You know, I thought we really weren't going to do anything big. We went and got Derek Wolf and Calais Campbell. So it's, you never know with this league. And, um, I mean, two years ago, we tried to go get, uh, or no, last year, we tried to go get DeAndre Hopkins. So, yep. you know, you don't count any GM out, especially Eric DaCosta. Anything can happen in this league. So, I think the best thing, and I strongly advise every Ravens fan to do this, just keep your options open and just be open to really anything because especially in such an unpredictable offseason, um, I think a lot of things can happen, especially for our team. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I'm looking at. Uh, Allen Robinson makes sense. I mean, I've been on that train, and I don't think there's not a Ravens fan that's not on that train. <laughs> if, I mean, if, if he somehow yeah. ends up here. I mean, oh he's clutch. God. He's clutch. I mean, there's a He's lot of wide receivers out there. <clears throat> you know, some of them you're going to have to – I mean, some of these guys are going to make some money that I, I really don't want to pay. And I think, you know, as the – as free agency creeps up over the next couple of weeks, um, you know, we're going to dive a lot deeper into some of those wide receiver options. We see a lot of, you know, Corey Davis out there, especially on Instagram and – you know, Will Fuller and even, you know, people even throwing out Juju's name. And, uh, you oh, know, uh, you even was kind of like, you're you're kind of a 50-50, actually kind of leaning against someone like Nelson Aguilar. You really don't want to see that happen. But I, yeah, you know. I don't. But, you know, and I think it's really funny because all, all Ravens fans, like, only Ravens fans know what this means. Like, that's a very Ravens signing. Like, when, like, if, Oh, Nelson it's Mike Aguilar. Wallace. Like, it's it's every the, it's, every Ravens fans or every Ravens fan will know what I mean when I say ugh. Nelson Aguilar is a very Ravens signing. Like everyone knows what that means. Oh, a Michael Crabtree, Mike Wallace type of signing, you know. Some, uh, I mean, everyone's cracking jokes like we're going to get Larry Fitzgerald and <laughs> AJ Green, Alshon yeah. Jeffrey. I mean, there's a lit, oh my god, there's so many guys that I could see us signing. But you know, again, I'm just going to let it play out, and I'm going to re. I, I have guys who I'm really interested in, like Corey Lindsley from Green Bay, just because yep. everyone knows we have center issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Houston, um, that makes sense. And I hate to stir this pot up again. We were talking about this yesterday. <laughs> Clowney, I, I, and let, you know what? Before I get uh, attacked for that, let me just 
say why. So there's a very good website for all free agents to track all free agents that are going to hit the market this offseason. Uh, it's called Spotrack. Yeah. I would definitely recommend go using that. But you can see players' estimated market values, and I'm assuming they're very reliable. Jadavion Clowney's, and it does make sense because he wasn't extremely productive last year. He was hurt all last year. And because we were, again, as Bob mentioned earlier in the show, we were trying to get him at some point last year. So why not now? Especially if he's worth $6.5 million. I don't see why we wouldn't even look his way. But, again, those are really my top four. I would pay – I would absolutely pay him $6.5 mil. I mean, absolutely. Again, like you said in the beginning of the show, it's going to be an odd year where a lot of guys are taking um, one-year deals, like prove-it deals, just because the, the cap's not where it needs to be. So Clowney is one of those guys who – I mean, last year he was I mean, he was taking a one-year prove-it deal this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be back in that same situation. Absolutely. And, he's got to I mean, prove he can even stay healthy, for crying out loud. Oh, man, he has a lot to prove. Like, Yeah, and, and you like Justin Houston. Here's another guy I don't know what kind of money he's going to fetch now. I've seen a lot of Leonard Williams out there. Hey, listen, I'd be all on board to have Leonard Williams. But here's a kind of an under-the-radar guy. What about Carlos Dunlap? Wouldn't that be funny? Just, oh my god! Yeah, it would be, be kind of funny. funny. Yeah, I I do like another guy that you listed here, um, Hassan Reddick. Absolutely, I think that, I've seen chatter about that just among Ravens fans. Um, dude, the guy had a five sack game last year, so yeah. I don't. I mean, I think he'd fit perfectly in the system. I think Wink would love to use him, but man, honestly, and it kind of scares me to think about this. I mean, the Ra- I'm worried about the Ravens team as a whole, but I don't know who's going to be catching passes for us next year. And I don't know who's going to be rushing the passer next year. Like, we only again, we only have one. Uh, I mean, it's Jalen Ferguson. We only have him under contract, and that's it. Like, Jahad Ward, no. Pernell McPhee, no. Bowser, no. Like, they're all gone as of now. So I'm really scared. Like, I guess they, I might be rushing the passer next year. Don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. I mean. It's not even really scared. It's just like anxious. Like I'm ready to see. Oh yeah, because there, there's a lot Dude, of fucking holes. There's I, a lot of holes here. Yeah, I, it's like a, it's like a. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like I'm gonna love it and I'm gonna hate. It's a, it's a love hate type thing. But um, when that first notification drops, <laughs> the Ravens are signing. Like like that's a lot of Twitter material right there for me because you and, you know I stay active on there. Absolutely. But, um, it it depends who it's gonna be. Like Ravens Twitter is gonna be a. a a shitstorm, like it's going to be really bad or really good, one of the two, or both. It really, yeah. It, it, and Hassan Reddick is a guy that I really, really am interested in, but it, it, there's a heart you can't get a feel for him because he was a late bloomer. He hasn't done anything for the most part. He's been a, a major underachiever, and then oh god, by you know all of a sudden his contract year he blows up. You know, so he has a good season this last year, but does he get? That multi-year deal, because, I mean, listen, there's guys out there I would love to have. I would love, love, love to have Shaquille Barrett, but there's not a chance. There's not a chance in the world that Tampa lets him go. They will let – they're going to let Chris Godwin go. Chris Godwin's going to be gone. It's Um, actually awesome you brought that up, Uh, Shaquille Barrett. I want to touch on this because Super Bowl night, I was – I mean, we were all just watching the game, obviously. But there was a guy, because he Shaquille Bear had a monster game. Like he was one of the players of the game. But um, he is a Baltimore boy. Like he grew up yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. He played Pop Warner here. 
And so there's a guy that I actually talk to on Twitter and interact with from time to time who played with him when he was younger and just like their boys, like they grew up when they were younger. And like he comes back from here once in a while to visit family. And he has like, I think like 2K tournaments, like NBA 2K tournaments. So apparently like he's begged him over the years to come play here. And he's just not having it. Like he said he doesn't want to live here and play here at the same time, which I mean, I get it. Like why would you want to be in Baltimore when you go play in Tampa? I get it. Um, but, I, I mean, again, you take that with a grain of salt because anybody can make anything up. But yeah. I thought that was something to cool. Or something cool yeah, to I just – I don't see him – I see him being available next year. Um, but I see Tampa franchising him again. He's just way too valuable. He is such a huge loss if they lose him. I think they can, they can replace Godwin a hell of a lot easier. I mean, they could go get – I mean, honestly, they could probably go – throw a late round pick for maybe like a Julian Edelman or something. If Edelman is fit to play this coming season, he is kind of questionable to play the 2021 season, but there's a lot of guys you can play in the slot. Um, you know, they could stand to lose Godwin, but uh, you know, Barrett is so huge, so huge. There's no way he gets, there's just not a chance in the world that he gets out there in free agency. You know, another guy to keep an eye on when we're talking about Tampa, you know, and Dominic and Sue, I mean, we made him an offer last year. Um, yeah, you know, so that. he's he's someone to keep an eye on as well. So uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that, depending on how much money you know he costs. But um, I really like to see them invest in the offensive line. Um, that's where I want to see some money go into. Um, but you know, Joe Tooney uh, is out there, and like you said, Corey Lindsley um, is someone to think about. I, I really don't, I, I don't think I have much interest in like a Nick Martin who got cut today. Nah, yeah, I don't, mm-mm. you nope. know, Count me really, out. really Count inconsistent. Me uh, yeah, I think it was just more, I think, I think he's just a little bit more popular because of his brother. And that's to be honest. I mean, you know, Zach Martin's is a stud. Yeah, um, right. So I don't think his uh, I don't think his, his think little brother's that good. Another, just looking down the list, like this is one guy I also noted, um, Alex Mack just as a one-year rental. Like I mean, I think this year could be his last year of football, so he's going to be probably looking for a winner. We have center issues. He can be a he, dude. Honestly, we're just looking for a guy who can get the ball in my quarterback's hand. That's it. Like it doesn't have to be some like long lucrative deal. You just need to put the ball in his hand. Like that's all you got to do. Just not snap it thirty feet over his head and get him hurt. That's all you got to do. I thought I saw a report saying that Alex Mack wanted to go somewhere over on the West Coast or something. I can't remember. Someone like yeah, San Fran or something like that. He wanted to go I play there. I think I did see that because one of my two of my big guys going into free agency were um, Marvin Jones Jr. and Alex Mack. But I think Marvin Jones is also another guy who wants to go to the West. So I'm not counting him out, but you know. Yeah, so, you know, before we get off here, you know, who's some guys that you do want to see the Ravens re-sign? I mean, there, there's some, you know, we talked about, you know, Pernell McPhee and, and, and yeah. Tyus Bowser. You know, you got Derek Wolf out there. Gus Edwards is a guy um, who's restricted. But, um, you know, we talked about, you know, Unique Ngakwe and, and Matt Judon. I mean, who are some guys, uh, maybe someone I've left out here, that uh, you would be um, interested in bringing back? Both pass rushers, in my opinion, actually, all three pass rushers are probably gone, meaning Bowser, Yannick, and Judon. Bowser, honestly, out of all of them, is most likely to come back, obviously because his contract isn't going to be as big as the other two. But um, if I had to guess, I would say all three of them are gone. And Bowser's been one of those guys, 
I don't know how other GMs in the league value him. Like, because to say he wasn't a good player for us last year would be wrong. To, I mean, he's de- definitely deserving of a, a nice little size deal. But um, as of now, I'm probably going to say he's gone, even though I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back. Anyways, um, Derek Wolf, bring back. Pernell McPhee, bring back. Jihad Ward, bring back. Those are really my top three guys. So Wolf, McPhee, Ward. Those are my top three. How about yourself? Yeah, I, I, I agree there. I think I would spend the money, depending on what Tyus Bowser is going to cost. I don't know if he's going to make a whole lot of money out there in free agency because he's not a pass rusher. He's not, you know, he's not elite at anything. He's just a solid, solid outside linebacker. Um, I think he's worth more to us than a lot of other teams. Um, so I could see us. I, I do see us possibly bringing him back, most likely bringing him back um, on a pretty decent deal because I think it would be attractive to him at that point because. Most likely, Ngakwe and Judon are going to be gone. I mean, and, and he is... can see that kind of. He's like the starting. You know, right now he's our one of our starting. You know, outside linebackers, and so I think that would be attractive to him. About, you know what? And I think you're right, and I think it makes sense because, I mean, he's 25, so this isn't the only time or like his last time getting paid. Like, I mean, Judon, I think after this contract, like he probably gets one more, maybe. But, I mean, Bowser's young, and he's probably one of those guys who's probably going to sign, like, a like a one-year prove-me deal or prove-it-to-me deal because he's 25 going on 26, so he's looking to get paid here soon. And I don't think there's any better place to prove yourself than Baltimore. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of guys who come here and prove themselves. And You know, same thing with Derek Wolf. I think we could probably, you know, probably sign him – you know, maybe to a two-year, like ten million dollar deal. I think that's something that could probably get it done with him. Um, and and he was very, very solid and and very valuable uh, on I that mean, defensive line. I mean, Derrick Henry isn't going anywhere, so I don't see why he would go anywhere. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because I mean, if we don't have Derrick Wolf, like, do we beat the Titans? Maybe not. Like, it's possible that we don't. Because he was that much of a difference maker. Like the first Titans game that wasn't very memorable for us. Nah. I mean, that's when Brandon Williams and Calais were out, I believe. And Wolf was the only guy, and he actually held up as an anchor pretty damn good. Yeah, so. and, and, and I certainly want to see Gus Edwards uh, possibly oh, extended yeah. a couple of that's years. A, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I want to see that happen. But uh, and, and Chris Board, I want to throw that one out there. Under-the-radar type of guy, but uh, Chris Board is a guy I'd like to see them bring, uh, you know, bring back, and I think we could bring him back. Probably for a couple mil. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, one and a half mean, mil. He's nothing more than a, a plug-in linebacker at times and a special teamer. So hell of a special teamer. I mean, how? Oh my god, he. Was, I'm pretty sure he was Pro Bowl or borderline Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you gotta. I mean, it's not like anybody that's gonna break your your bank. So why not? Is no, anybody, I, I. I mean, I'm just looking at the list of guys. Um, Sneed probably gone. Oh yeah, gone. No, Sneed gone. Need is gone. Oh yeah. Uh, Levine. I think it's time to move on from Anthony Levine. It's very unfortunate because he's honestly one of my favorite Ravens players. Like he just he's a guy you really don't think about, but I think he's gone. Chris Moore, dude, time. It's time. John Harbaugh loves himself from Chris Moore. 
he might come <laughs> he might come back cheap because he's a good special teamer as well. Yeah. But dude, he is you know what, let me not. Let me not. Let me not. DJ Fluker <laughs> gone. Yeah. Go. I you know what? Maybe he does somehow somehow come back, but I don't see it. Like, he could be depth or something. I mean, he's just too many penalties, man, and uh but he's a big beefy guy that can push the line. So he, dude, he works extremely hard. Like I don't know if you follow him at all, but on his like Instagram, he's just dude, he's a hard worker. Like he's I, I could see them bringing him back. Listen, he was cut and nobody really was lining up to sign him. So, you know, he could be just some, you know, a backup tackle for us. You know, I, I would take him all day at that. I, mean, I just don't I, want to have to rely on him starting for us. Absolutely not. But I think it does make sense. Like, there's been an account that, I mean, I know you're familiar with. That it's like the NFL Rooms account. Like, oh, yeah. It's not something I consider reliable at all, but no. they were saying that we're expected to part ways with him. I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we brought him back. Like again, you really hit uh, hit it on the head. I mean, no one else is going to be at DJ Fluker's door, like kicking it down to sign him. So, I mean, why not come back? Yeah, I mean, and it's not like he's going to cost a whole lot. So, I think he's valuable as some kind of depth and um, you know, kind of a plug and play when we need him. Uh, I'd take him all day for that. So, yeah. But you know, needless to say, Ramy, <laughs> we've covered a lot. And we have, and and there's so much more. more. There's yeah, so right. much more. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think we'll, uh, you know, I think we'll probably end it here because you know we're looking at a little over an hour, and hopefully we haven't put our uh, listeners to sleep just yet. Um, but there's so much more that we can't wait to get into next week. We're going to talk a lot of draft. You know, players we're targeting, we're looking at some trade ideas that we've, uh, we're going to come up with uh, and then really dive deeper into the free agent market because I couldn't imagine this time next week, man, there's going to be a lot more news, a oh lot more God. news out there. Dude, you know what? I don't know what the next – I mean, we're, we're like 17 days away from free agency, I believe. I don't know what the hell is going to happen because I don't know, what, we were, what to be honest, what we were going to talk about this week besides – Orlando and maybe just free agency preview, yeah. And then, and then uh, our t- players go on a Twitter rampage. So I mean that's just a lot of material. I thank them for that. <laughs> but um, man, Ravens fans, buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. Absolutely. Well, Blake, good show, good show, everybody. We thank you for listening to Ravens Uncensored. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on there. Leave us a review if you don't mind, and you know, tell your friends about us. You know, to, to go follow us on uh, on Twitter at Be More Uncensored. But until then, for uh, for myself, for Blake, thanks oh, for listening. I want, I, want, I want to put this in here. Yep. Oh, I said if we if, if he, they leave us a review, a good review, Alan Robinson will be a Raven. That's it. There you go. That's my, that's my send off message. Ooh, nice, nice. Well, all right. Well, I can uh, I can. I can end it that way. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for listening to Ravens Uncensored. Until next week, we're out.